0: Hello, hunters, and welcome to the penultimate episode of season one of the Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast. Um, I'm Mal Savedo.
1: I'm Christian Humes, and you sound really excited, dude. I'm fired up.
0: I got like, I'm in, I'm upgraded. I'm in this super cozy chair, uh, and I'm ready to do this, make a decision, and and then have a even crazier fight next week. I, dude, I just,
1: I can't even make words right now. I'm so excited. I'm very excited. I'm also really excited about our guest today.
0: That's right, everybody. Please welcome, to help us make a very difficult decision today, uh, please welcome our uh, our friend, podcaster, comedian. Uh, you can catch her on. Welcome back to Roswell Podcast, Miss Ryan Mogey.
2: Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here to get it four down to two.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's some big, big, big decisions we got to make. But you know, Ryan, you we we think you are a perfect person to help us figure this out. So thank you for coming on. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing, I'm doing great. It feels like spring has sprung in Los Angeles. Yeah.
1: Oh. that's so true. This right? is beautiful.
2: <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I
0: know. Christian, you you saw
1: the flowers in full, full bloom. We went to the oh. super bloom yesterday. It was, it's a full day devotion because mm-hmm. of traffic to okay. get there and then get back, but it was worth it. It was <sighs> one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. It was great. It was oh, fantastic.
0: Yeah. yeah, spring is here. The sun is warming up. It's still a little, you need a little sweater though at night because it's a little chilly, but <laughs> it's time and the tides are shifting. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. time for the new season. Uh, and speaking of seasons, it's almost time for the new season of our show. But first, let's get down to these fights.
1: Yeah. I thought before we start the fights, let's, let's take a look at how these characters got here really quick.
0: Oh, I so, like this. You know, because we've yeah. got
1: some of these characters we haven't talked about since November. Oh, wow. Like yeah. the last time. So Sailor Moon is our Division One winner. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that was in the first. That was in November. That was when we first launched the show because... When we launched this, we did like two episodes a week at the start, just to really get the ball rolling. Sure. Yeah. Uh, now we're here. So Sailor Moon won the first division. She went up against in her first episode. Um, she went up against Bernard Lowe from Westworld, Westworld John Arbuckle from Garfield, Lame. and Samwise Ganji.
2: Okay, how did John Arbuckle make it into this? Well, I
1: mean, he's a popular, iconic character. He <laughs> lost very quickly. I think that was, <laughs> it, was it. Was our fastest? I
2: mean. The fact that he lost makes me like him more. I think because like it just fits in the John Arbuckle thing. So I'm sorry. I take it back. It was perfect. I will never question any <laughs> choices you guys make again. I'm sorry. It the- may have been
1: our our fastest. At least at the time, it was our fastest like knockout. It was mm-hmm. it was minutes. Like it yeah. was really quick.
0: Yeah. You know. Like and I, to, and I feel bad for about John, but he probably would have lost to people like I don't know, Little Caesars Pizza guy and stuff. Like he's. I'm sorry, John, yeah. but you can catch that. On, the, on that episode.
1: <laughs> now, that was in her first episode. In the Division One finals, which she had to win to get here for the quarterfinals, she had to go up against Mr. Monopoly, uh, Sakura from Card Captor, and Tails from Sonic the Hedgehog. Ooh. So she, she's better, she's outsid all these people. And then even yeah. all of those mm-hmm. had to beat their episode. So, right. you know, that was the first one. And then our second character is Doctor Who. Yes. Doctor Who won against Miss Frizzle. Which was, that was a big Which one. Which we found out That's, there was
0: a lot of inspiration for Miss Frizzle from the Doctor.
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then you you can't have Miss Frizzle beat the Doctor. That would be
1: it right. It was a close match. It really was. It was it a Miss clo- Frizzle's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, Siler from Heroes and James Bond. James Bond also big character. Mm-hmm. Big character who we at the time I think. So I'm actually doing a, a James Bond rewatch on Watch World right now. Uh, a better character than I think we gave him credit. I don't know if he would beat Doctor Who still. I still mm-hmm. think we made the right choice, but a better character than I think we gave credit to. Uh, and then the Division One finale for her was crazy because it was Avatar Aang, oh my. Avatar Korra, Doctor Who, and Kevin McAllister from Home Alone.
2: Oh wow! Yeah, that's a that's a tough crew.
1: Yeah, it's been a it's been a bumpy ride,
0: but we've had a lot of good friends helping us out on this, so. <laughs>
1: yeah the thing so the thing is um and you won't see this today because we now have all the characters from the season Mm -hmm. selected but at the end of the episodes we would randomly select the characters we have a bucket with all the names we pull them out and it just so happened that both avatars ended up against each other which was wild yeah it was insane yeah (laughs) Uh, we couldn't believe it so that's our first match we'll talk about the other ones when we get to the second match but that's that's where we're at we have sailor moon versus doctor who and it's And it's all doctors, not because it's one character. It's right. still
2: one character, yes. exactly. It's the same yeah.
1: person. And okay. like if you were to only say this doctor, you'd really be doing a disservice to all of Doctor Who. Like yeah, it just wouldn't you, work.
2: Yeah, but you'd be doing a service to Sailor Moon because this is a tough you ma- matchup. Yeah. You'd be doing because, a huge service. Oh man.
0: Well, I think we just get right into this fight <laughs> okay. and we got a lot to talk about. So let's go ahead and do it. Sailor moon versus the doctor. Let's go. Um, I'm going to start, you know, I think sailor moon, I'm going to start. I said it earlier, before. I think sailor moon, uh, was a lot of people's first intro into anime. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that and dragon ball, I know for me was like my intro into, uh, Eastern, like, you know, cartoons and stuff like that. Um, so th- there's always going to be a place in my heart for sailor moon. Cause my sister was the one who brought me into it. And if it wasn't for sailor moon, uh, uh, even the character, you know, um, I wouldn't know about anime. And I love anime now, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's good. That's important. It shows like a bit of her impact, at least on like a very like microcosm for you. It's mm-hmm. a very specific thing, but you're not going to be the only person that has that story either. So that's, that's very telling about how important that character can be to people.
0: Yeah. And I know people might think that Sailor Moon caters to like women, but mm-hmm. I think Sailor Moon is a kind of universal character that... Um, I mean, much like the doctor as well, but I think, you know, Sailor Moon's like, she more represents, uh, our, like who we are. We like, she's a very flawed person. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, she's, you know, she's very clumsy and like, you know, she, she doesn't think she's the brightest amongst her friends. All of her friends have yeah. like great weak strength and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but she is able to overcome those and kind of pull through. She's kind of, sh- you know, shows that even though we are flawed, that we are still like a very strong and those flaws make you strong, right? you know?
2: Do you have like an iconic Sailor Moon moment?
0: That oh. when you think of
2: the series and you think of her that that you go to is like
0: um, I always think of the Sailor Moon I, I oh man I, I might butcher the movie because there's, so, there's like a few but I think it's Sailor Moon R mm-hmm. where like all of her friends have been defeated and it's just her but then all of her friends come back and like she's wearing the white dress and she's like like flowing with, with a magic like you know Sailor Moon wand and right. all her friends come back like they're, they're still with her even mm-hmm. though they're not there and she like you know beats all the bad guys with like that big old wand uh, that was pretty sweet I gotta rewatch that because I haven't seen that since I was a kid but that's what I think of mm-hmm. That and Tuxedo Mask. Every time that Rose shows up, yeah, in, man, you know? yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, how do they not know? It's who, you know, oh, will they? Won't they? I don't know. Yeah,
1: I always thought Tuxedo Mask was really cool. There's something so mysterious about him. He'd show up, you'd be like, oh, Tuxedo Mask,
0: and everyone would squeal, <laughs> and I would squeal as well. Like,
2: ah, Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> uh,
0: so
2: I now my familiarity with Sailor Moon is really from just being a member of pop culture. so I just like which is huge so I feel like there's yes I feel like Sailor Moon has affected a lot of things that I love were influenced by Sailor Moon so um, so that makes me hold Sailor Moon in esteem even though it wasn't something that I you know watched as a kid Um, how and and I also I love shipping and romance
1: yes Oh, and I don't
2: know that our opponent is gonna give me the romance as for me Mm-hmm. in the same way so is there romance in sailor moon that i can cling to as i'm I mean, thinking about these let
0: days? me just sing you the theme song Please. real quick it's fighting evil by moonlight winning love by daylight
2: Ooh, ooh yeah. this sounds like gem is this a lot like gem <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ooh, oh i think i a little inspiration for yeah. gem right gem or gems inspired by mm-hmm. sailor moon yeah right? i
1: would say that's true the also the original manga which mm-hmm. is like where the anime came from was mm-hmm. It was, like, Pretty Soldier, Sailor Guardian, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pretty Soldier, Sailor Moon. So, -hmm. like, there was always – I mean, like, obviously at the time, like, today if you came out with a show that was, like, Pretty Girl, like, people would be (laughs) like, oh, that's a little weird. Right. Um, At the time, totally acceptable. And also, it tells you it's about, like, a bit of the character's femininity. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not afraid of that. They're not – She's not just like supposed to be like She Ra, mm-hmm. which, like, like the modern day She is like a lot like they focus on her femininity as well as her strength. Which, like, originally, they were like, if we're going to sell a tough girl, she has to be just a tough girl. It's right. like Sailor Moon from the beginning, they got that right.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. It's kind of third wave feminism. If we, I don't know how much you can no, yeah. get into the different waves yeah. of feminism on this show. Well, we have, we have, I,
1: I mean, like, so you're, you're on the same day shipping podcast mm-hmm. we have the black and yellow podcast which is women yes. of color uh-huh feminist podcast here on Sci Heist network mm-hmm. so we're no we're no strangers to- oh no
2: i didn't mean that <laughs> i just was saying you know i don't know how much feminist theory you guys talk but it does fe- it feels very third wave it's not yeah um it's not that you can be where the boys are it's that you can be at your own full potential
1: yeah absolutely we're, and Sailor yeah. Moon just yeah. One of the best jobs of that, even still today, in many ways, like she was sort of the proto cartoon or anime character for. She kind like of inspired this, yeah. you know, yeah. magical girl
0: genre. You know, mm-hmm. was yes. like, she was like, you know, the like, like the big one that kind of. And you can see it today in in culture. Mm-hmm. You know, in cartoons, like there's even I, used to, I don't know if you guys watched uh, Star vs. the Force of the Evil. That's literally Sailor Moon. You know, that's literally like, yeah, a magic. You know, there's so mm-hmm. many magical girl. Uh, shows and it's like sailor moon started all of that you know
1: now, this is important but i think like we really this is i think the thing that came up most often too when we discussed sailor moon in mm-hmm. our previous episodes we had guess emma five here who is a real sailor moon expert yeah she really helped us make the right decision on that episode when she won mm-hmm. um that stuff being said it's like there there also needs if she's going to be the ultimate fictional character which now we're really talking about this mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. you know this isn't like Before where we had a lot more to go through. We're really at the end of this gauntlet here. There needs to be more than just standing for something. Because that's one facet of the character. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, being like a progenitor of the magical girl genre is definitely another point that's really important. You know, you could look at Doctor Who. We now have the first woman doctor. Uh, Some might say, like, took a little long to get there. But we are here. Mm -hmm. And it's great. And it's awesome. I love her. She's Mm -hmm. fantastic. I don't know if we'd have a character like the woman version of the Doctor without a character like Sailor Moon at least to help us get there sooner, mm-hmm. right? Like she sort of like was one of those first, especially in science fiction, mm-hmm. fantasy. Um, so Doctor Who has a little bit to thank Sailor Moon for. That being said, Doctor Who is one of the most interesting. I think I want to like let's yeah. let's cop yeah. on that other track. One of the most interesting characters ever created.
2: Absolutely. And and has had so many I mean, obviously regenerations, but has had so many creative regenerations through the Absolutely. time that it's existed. Like I think sometimes people get very, um, and not to just keep talking about other things, but uh people get very like attached to what batman is supposed to be or what superman is supposed to be and built in with the doctor is that he's going to change he's going to make different choices oh yeah he's gonna look differently he's gonna have different attitudes he's gonna make different relationships that are going to affect him in different ways like it's that character flexibility is peerless there's no one else who can do that Uh,
0: that's an incredible point that is an absolutely incredible point um and you see it in the show, you know, mm-hmm. like, like if we look at, you know, uh, uh, William Hartnell or Hart, oh gosh, Hart, Hart, William Hartnell. Oh my God. I'm going to get so much hate for that. I'm saying his last name wrong. Um, but the first doctor, <laughs> um, uh, the first doctor, you know, he, he, his whole thing was that he was kind of a jerk. Yeah. He's not really the main character. Mm-hmm. He was used as like a tool to get these, uh, these other characters, Barbara. He's very much uh, a
1: scientist. Yeah. Like scientists are very about like, you know means to an end yes. they're very matter of fact they're very logical sometimes mm-hmm. at least like in media and it, it's like taken to the extreme of not caring about heart whereas the mm-hmm. doctor may have started there but was humanized mm-hmm. by their experiences
0: right right and uh, you know i think it's it's fascinating seeing that over time how the, sh- the focus shifts because you know we all know doctor who was an educational show in the beginning mm-hmm. he was kind of used as this plot device to get them into different like you know like sure they went go to like sci-fi planet like scarrow Mm -hmm. but they also go to like the aztecs and they have this Mm -hmm. great thing with the aztecs and stuff like that um so it's almost like this tool that would get them there and then kind of focus on um you know barbara and uh uh, susan and Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so um but you know you see him evolve later on uh and with each writing team Mm -hmm. it's literally like a new take on the character Mm -hmm. but it's fascinating because people can change too over time especially over 60 years where I was 10 years ago I was a very different person Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so I think that's also like even though the shows it's like a nice metaphor for how us as people change over time like the show changes as well like you know what I'm trying to say
1: I absolutely do
0: -hmm. yeah yeah,
2: Yeah, and I I think it's it is like because for me what's powerful about Doctor Who the show um, is that the Doctor while alien is constantly choosing what kind of person to be if that sounds if that's yeah. okay. like um, how to interact with people how to treat because he does have at different times different amounts of power um, yeah. and ability that he could just crush you if that was what he wanted to do but that's not how he chooses to live so there's also like um, a very human element, um, and I say human because we haven't discovered Intelligent Life other places, but uh, a very human element of that show is seeing how the doctor chooses to be. And he chooses different things at different times. You know, um, what was really important to nine is not necessarily what's really important to 12. Yeah, and you see that. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, 10 years ago, I was a totally, I was very different and had different priorities, but I'm still, uh, you know, I'm the same person. I'm just... Every day, choosing different things, and I think there's something really powerful in a mm. show like that. It's
0: it's it's like such a great message. Not only is it an educational, we're getting back to the educational with uh, mm-hmm. Jodie Whittaker, but um, you know, it's it's teaching people how like the doctor is faced with intergalactic like terrorism, and he he combats it with with knowledge and compassion. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, and he's conflicted because, as you said, he has the ability to like really mess people up um yeah he chooses he uh, he chooses not to he pulls himself back from not to like he always tries to come up with a like a like you know communicate and like work that that muscle
1: the doctor also like some might say the doctor is an intergalactic terrorist there that's true but that's typically because and the doctor you know there's the prime directive in star trek The, Mm -hmm. the doctor sort of always had uh his or hers own prime directive yeah. In mm-hmm. a way, although it's never generally said, it's like the doctor usually stays out of things unless it's like this is wrong. And that's actually one of my favorite things about Doctor Who is as much as the doctor's like we need to be careful around these societies, like so I I like the doctor's transient between time. You mm-hmm. know, it, it doesn't where or when the doctor exists doesn't actually matter. So everything the doctor does has an impact on wherever they are. So the amazing message that actually comes from that if you really look at it is there are universal truths is what the doctor is Mm -hmm. saying it's like there are universal right and wrongs and generally speaking it comes to like who is society hurting and Mm -hmm. that's like what the doctor usually tries to solve is like who is being hurt by society and how do we how do we save that and like change it because otherwise the doctor's not showing up and being like I don't like which side you butter your toast on, you know, like the, mm-hmm. the doctor's not like an authoritarian figure, no. even though like he could be mm-hmm. if he wanted to like very easily. Yeah. But then the doctor would be a bad person. I
2: but, think that's such a great point. Like, and when you say universal, because it also reminds me of that, like that writing maxim of like the, you find the specific in the, you find the universal in the specific. So like every place, every planet that he goes to or goes to again when you're there every alien race like it is a specific thing it's a very you know well-created three-dimensional kind of world but what you're seeing there is how we treat each other and right. that's what you're yeah. learning what yes. it, you know no yeah. matter who it is you know no matter what alien race we're dealing with it's great and
0: even though the i find the doctor to be you know he he's he really loves earth and and like Mm -hmm. people from earth and stuff like that and i think like he's very human um or like the doctor that's you know he or she is very very human um we see how lonely the doctor is and just strives to have someone with them like constantly you know um he always gives the, the doctor always gives someone the choice to come mm-hmm. and yeah. it's very is that very straightforward about it about like you know it's going to be very dangerous you might come back different the, you know once you see the universe you know the, the world won't look the same to you but the, you know but he gives him the choice but he's always looking for like someone to
1: be with him mm-hmm. right yeah and oftentimes the doctor will keep people from coming with him um i'm or sure wipe we all their have, memories we all have probably more said about the doctor or taylor moon but we got to start to fine we gotta start putting we gotta start putting points on the board okay right yeah i think as important as sailor moon is you it would be impossible to argue that sailor moon has had a as i i think sailor moon's incredibly important but the birth of media that doctor who has created it's been around for close to 60 years Mm now and so like every science fiction show I've watched has been basically influenced by Doctor Who, yeah, like Fringe Futurama, like lost any any I can't think of any form of media I've watched that probably has not been directly influenced by Doctor Who. and as important as like Sailor Moon is to anime, I think Doctor Who is as important, if not more important, to just overall fiction and it's like it and it's not just. Like science fiction, it's fantasy, it's uh, alternate history fiction because of all the like times Doctor just goes back to especially like older se- series of Doctor Who were very much like revisiting points in time and looking at things through a different lens. I don't think there's a modern piece of media that's made today that hasn't been influenced even indirectly by Doctor Who. That's huge.
2: Yeah, that was very bold, and I I can't really fight it. <laughs> I think I think it, the strength that the, the the fact that it's been around for 60 years years—Are we closing it on seventy?
1: Cl- Time is si- falling I through think like the hourglass. Fi- the fiftieth <laughs> anniversary had Matt Smith and oh, okay. it was a day of yeah, the doctor, which yeah. is a great special, yes. right? But we, so, and we've gone so it's so we're probably at about fifty-five. Okay,
2: fifty-five years. There's not—I mean, you're right. It's peerless in that way, and certainly if we're drawing it in contrast to Sailor Moon, um, which I know has spawned many things. Um, yeah, there's that impact is huge. I, uh, yeah, I, I think I worry because Sailor Moon is a bit of a blind spot in terms of the actual content of sure. the show for me. So, like, it's hard for me because I'm comparing, because I, yeah, if we're talking about impact, observable from the outside. I think you're absolutely right that the Doctor wins.
1: Yeah. Um and that's not to disregard Sailor Moon. The entire magical girl genre would not be what it is today without Sailor Moon. And that's a massive impact on anime, but I think that is a smaller like it's specifically, you know, Japan and like the Americas now are specifically more influenced by that. But I, it's it's a much smaller market of people yeah, that are it really affected is. by it.
0: Um it's a very loyal market, you know. Um like there's uh, so many different adaptations of Sailor Moon. There's live action. There's stage plays. Like there's a lot of Sailor Moon going on uh, in Japan, you know, and we don't really get to see that. So, you know, I would say that Doctor Who it w- doesn't have as big a reach in Japan, you know. I think Sailor Moon has a much bigger reach, but globally, I do think that the Doctor right. is more of a, a you know an iconic character, you know, to the point where at one point. When the doctor looked like Dobby, you know, everyone Martha went around and told everyone to say doctor at X time and Oh my gosh, I all forgot about that. They all said doctor, and then the doctor, <laughs> like, the doctor gained looked- power from words. Um, you know? <laughs> yep. No, it was
2: a great ref. Yep. That was perfect. <laughs> uh you
0: know, but let's but let me ask you this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me, because because you know, I feel like we're a little on the doctor's side right now, but we gotta give some more. Well, that was one point. That's one, one point. It's just cultural uh, relevancy. That's uh, like. Cult- let me like ask you this though: Did it's you know, impact? It's one point. Did you guys know about Doctor Who before the before the the new Doctors in 06? Before Christopher Eccleston, did you guys know anything about it? Were you aware of it? Do you you know? What I mean, like,
1: I didn't. Did you?
2: I did, but I was a. I was like a closet nerd. and yeah, so like so I, I. Yeah, so, and I mean, I'm wearing a Hitchhiker's Guide sweatshirt today, that's and great. I didn't even know I was coming yeah. here. Yeah. So I knew about Douglas Adams, and I knew that, like, part of the culture of sci-fi, British sci-fi, was Doctor Who. But I didn't grow up, like, watching it on PBS or anything. Right. But yeah. I, I definitely was aware of it.
1: And I think that's because it was off air for about 15 years. Right. It was. There was, like, there was like about a 15-year period where it, it actually wasn't, like, making new shows. It was just mm-hmm.
0: an eighth Doctor special. Right, then mm-hmm. then there was no eighth doctor, which is a bummer because um it, it, he they made audiobooks with the eighth doctor, they yeah, fantastic, yes, yes, um, but yeah, it was like a fifteen year it was gone, you know, and then it came back, um, so I guess that's not we can't really take the point away for that, but, but I think like no.
2: if you yeah if you if you truncated time, if you stopped at before knew who, I think that the image of Tom Baker in the scarf, yeah, was right. People knew it, but compared to how prolif- like the proliferation of the image of Sailor Moon,
1: yeah, I feel yeah. like
2: then that you know that that's where I was, was pretty powerful like that. at that point. in I, Time
1: I didn't start watching Doctor to 2010. Like that's when I started watching Doctor Who. But at that point, I'd been watching stuff like Fringe, Lost, Heroes, mm-hmm. things like that. And the second I started watching Doctor Who, every episode I'd watch, I'd be like, Wait a second! This is where all this other stuff that I love came from. Mm-hmm. Like that's where this is from. I had. No idea. Yeah, that's a very good point. I had no and just because I knew about Sailor Moon, like consider Sailor Moon, although they do have like a newer version of it now, there is also it's like an old cartoon. Like it's an old anime. Yes. Like there was a long period of time where they weren't really producing or it wasn't at least very relevant. You know, so I, I don't think on a cultural level you would say and it, we're also important to remind ourselves, we're not comparing franchises. We're, we're comparing, comparing the, the characters. characters. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's like,
0: which when when we're comparing the characters, though, like, you know, what's what's great about Sailor Moon as a character is she was a girl who just happened, who who literally happened to be Mm -hmm. in the wrong wrong place, or the someone could say wrong place at the wrong time, right place at the wrong time. And Luna was like, "Oh, you're going to be Sailor Moon," and she's like, "Ah," you know, like, right? She just kind of was bestowed that, not Mm -hmm. necessarily like the chosen one kind of a thing, Um, you know. So I think there's something. I don't know. She she kind of represents like an everyday
1: person, but wasn't she kind of a chosen one? Wasn't it bestowed on her? Isn't ch- she like she a princess? Ch- whatever, Christian. Whatever. <laughs> Wh- whatever she's like whatever, a moon princess.
0: Yeah, she's a, she's like a moon princess. But like I guess, she's a chosen <laughs> one. The way like
2: I mean Buffy is a chosen one, right? Which yeah. literally she's the chosen one. Um, and not trying to relegate really Buffy, but
1: I mean Buffy's in the bucket. Yeah, Buffy oh, hasn't, oh, come bucket. Okay. hasn't come up yet. she's in the bucket. Okay, come up. All
2: right, she's. Bring me back. It's all. Anyway. Yeah. The, the, um,
1: the beauty about it being random is she might never come up. She might come up in the first episode next time. Like, <laughs> we, we never know. That's
2: amazing. Um, but, yeah. So she might come up running against uh, Sarah Michelle Mijel- Geller's character in Cruel Intentions because um, that, <laughs> that could happen. That uh, could happen. <laughs> uh, that would be very odd. But, no, I, I think that there's something to the story of a girl – being thrust into these responsibilities. Yeah. And what that means for her, for a human girl to have that. Um in plus terms have of school character. on top plus of plus have school and your friends and boys and a tuxedo face, right? Sexy um, no mask. Tuxedo mask. Mm-hmm. Sorry, <laughs> the face is under there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's always he's always coming or going from like an eyes wide shut party. Yeah, <laughs> oh exactly. exactly. This, I,
2: I don't know if this is good for Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> I think she needs a boy her own age. it's yeah. level of experience. I think this her
0: um, age. They go to yeah. high school together.
2: Yeah. yeah. Anyways, <laughs> but he's going to eyes wide. Oh my god! What a I bad know. boy. Ooh. All right you guys were convincing me that I need to watch all of Sailor Moon like as soon as I get home from this <laughs> i was just...
1: I was just trying to think of like some things that are unique to the characters, and mm-hmm. the first thing that popped in my head was like, oh, sailor Moon transformations, but then of course, like that like the doctor <laughs> the whole thing is the doctor just gonna transform from one <laughs> character to another, but it is actually a really cool thing as far as like for anime, what Sailor Moon did with the transforming character type like it's very much like the super powering up and like changing the costume like again it it is the whole magical girl genre yeah is because of Sailor Moon she um she goes through a lot like and as i'm trying to think about it all the things she goes through like there's the destruction of the moon kingdom she like there's like characters that actually like die in the sailor scouts like there are like real life and death consequences on that cartoon but then, like, I, you can say all the same stuff for Doctor Who. So I actually, like, we're going to need to get creative if we're going to really try to, like, pick these characters apart. Because- yeah, because I feel like we're, it's, okay, we're have- circling with these two. Okay. They're very similar. Like- she, everything she does, like, I feel like I can say the same for Doctor Who. Okay.
2: Yeah. Right now, in five minutes, a masked man, not a Tessuto mask, a different kind of mask, is coming in. He's going to kidnap you and take you to the top of the Hollywood sign and dangle you. Upside oh, no. down. Oh, my gosh. Who do you want to come save you?
0: The doctor for me. That's where I go. Yeah, that's uh, where the I The doctor's going to talk
2: so much. But the do- I think Sailor Moon is going to get it done, save you, and then you're okay. Whereas the doctor, what if it turns out that the guy who's dangling by your feet is actually like he, there's some reason that if you make him too angry now, he's going to turn into a despot later. And it's better for everyone to just like calm no, I want that guy taken out. Maybe that's the vengeance in me.
1: That's I, interesting because I feel like the doctor might be able to save both of us. Exactly. that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> You're
2: too nice to this. He just kidnapped you. But
1: but like that's that's the that's the magic of the
0: doctor though. <laughs> yeah. The All doctor right. would you know nice. and Sailor Moon, if we if we're not in like Sailor Moon's like close friend circle, I don't think she'll care that much. You <gasps> know I Oh, I didn't realize that was the I, a I sitch. feel like you know, I mean, there's so many civilians that get injured and stuff like that and like you know, I feel like if it's not, you know, Sailor Mars or whatever, like I don't know, like why would she care about me? You know, yeah, she's too busy. busy eating rice balls.
1: Yeah, here's what I'll say to this. That's actually, that's perfect because we love those kinds of scenarios. That's, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. That's that's our bread and butter here. Okay. So that is great. More of those, please. <laughs> but that brings up a good point. Um, Sailor Moon, outside of prep time, would probably win in a fight in a in a cage oh, match. Yeah. In a okay. cage match sailor moon will win in a fight now if the doctor is allowed either prep time or the tardis then sailor moon will lose yes because the tardis is yeah. like she's like okay cool i'm just gonna like launch you into space and like drop you in a sun or something like you know yeah. we'll see how your moon powers do at the sun she would but, lo-
0: the doctor would probably like trap sailor moon in her moon prison armor and like she's like in this mental uh, yeah. asylum prison Thing that's yeah. really dark, but that is
2: no, but that like sounds the like something the doctor, the doctor would do. If yeah, he the had do- to you know the doctor he'd make her a Dalek. <laughs> put her oh, he, in one oh, of I don't know if
0: he'd go that far. I don't know. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you, or a Cyberman's like, yeah, Cyberman,
1: ready. Oh, you must man. be uploaded. <laughs> <laughs> We're making the doctor really dark. Nice. Gosh, we really forget. Like every time I like Sailor Moon would win a cage match, but maybe in no other way. So that is maybe yeah. a wash because that's like. like <laughs> Sailor Moon would absolutely save you, mm-hmm. but if the Doctor needed to, like the Doctor has eliminated like the worst creatures in the universe. It's
2: true, and he if he has the TARDIS, he would just come back to right when I said that hypothetical. Get the guy outside the door, and then we would never even know that we were ever going to be in danger of being mm-hmm. dangled upside down at the Hollywood sign. Who would be a better friend? <gasps> oh, that's a tough question. You know what I mean? The doctor's not always there for your birthday.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's very <laughs> true. I'll 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 say Sailor Moon would be a better friend. Um maybe not who I'd rather be friends with. Because who mm. who who I'd rather have as my that's a separate question, so I don't wanna I don't wanna ignore your question. Sailor Moon would be a better friend because you don't know which doctor you're gonna have, and some doctors are not gonna be great friends. And also a lot of them have very hard outer shells and do not let you in for a mm. long time. Like you really have to earn that. So like Sailor Moon, I think, not to say the doctor's not open and accepting of people, but Sailor Moon is probably more likely to court your friendship than the doctor is.
2: Yeah, she's hmm. going to send you like nice text messages to see if you got home okay oh yeah she would, she would. Yeah. that's good like yeah. even
1: if you're just friends like she's gonna give you like some of those like little valentine's candies that they don't yes. make anymore with the words on them like you'll get a card from her every year like something like she'll she'll be good at mm-hmm.
2: that yeah yeah whereas the doctor might forget about you for 20 years and then come to right. town and try to take your daughter with him oh right oh my god I'm not, that's, oh my God. that that's made it sound point. like a creep, but no, he really may take your daughter gallivanting to the stars and she'll be happy to go.
0: But I wouldn't even notice she's gone. Nope.
1: That's true. <laughs> that's true. Right. That's true.
2: And who am I to begrudge your daughter? Good time. Right. Right.
1: <laughs> One of the things I was thinking about with a doctor is, and um, it's something, it's a little bit of a blind spot for me with Sailor Moon, but the doctor has real family. Like, so the mm-hmm. Doctor had the Doctor's daughter. The Doctor originally, although we never met the Doctor's children, um, the Doctor did have a grandchild at the beginning of the mm-hmm. series. And then, of course, the, the Doctor marries River Song. Right. Like, so the Doctor's had real love and relationships. We know Sailor Moon has had real relationships, but I don't know if she's really dealt with children in the same way that the Doctor has. Like, the Doctor's had... Definitely I mean, not. I guess what I would say is as far as... And maybe this is a good new thing for us to use because sometimes we just get tripped up on like, well, this character's done so much more than all the others. So it's just hard to like push that out. Maybe that just counts as life experience. The Doctor has had more life experience. The Doctor's thousands of years old. Mm -hmm. But like, that's definitely a point. Like Sailor Moon is a teenager. Yeah. Like there are older Mm -hmm. versions of Sailor Moon, but that is where that character lives. Whereas the Doctor has been youthful, has now and been both age. man and a woman. It's been old. Yes. Every
0: time, like you know, there's new gen- uh, new doctor. They say mm-hmm. their new age. Like, yeah. You know, David Tennant was or no, 903 years old. Capaldi is now like I think he's like almost like he's like when he married River Song, he went on like a 300 year thing or he's like uh, 24 years or something like 20, that. Is it 2000? It's like it was like,
1: t- it was like 24 years. It was like one of- day. Oh, I see. I see. Or it was something like that. It was but like he, a day like was a thousand like something. years. Yeah. You know,
0: um, Well they do age. Mm-hmm.
1: But that's like actually the weird thing. That's the weird thing. That doctor's actually like billions of years old. Because, because of the Pandora. Pand- pand- yeah. yeah. Not
0: the other. Uh, when he's in the uh
1: Because the infinite deaths and right. respawning he to like carve into, away yeah. at that yeah, like crystalline right.
2: wall. <laughs> oh, that show, guys. <laughs> it's
1: amazing. He
0: punched his way through diamond.
2: And that's very strong. Okay.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay. Sailor Moon is great. The Doctor is great. They both have they both run in teams. Mm-hmm. But the Doctor, I think, is still often just as strong on their own. Oh. Whereas uh, yeah. Sailor Moon is really reliant on yeah. having that the team. The Doctor's like Sometimes a doctor's, yeah, more powerful. More powerful on his own because he
0: doesn't have to worry about them getting hurt or something, you know? Yes.
1: Like sometimes they require the help of people to solve stuff, but that's only because there were other people there to get in the way to begin with.
2: Yeah, I guess here's one. Would you, if you were flipping on an episode of Sailor Moon and Sailor Moon wasn't in it, would you be more or less disappointed than if you were flipping on an episode of Doctor Who and the doctor wasn't in it?
0: That's a good question. Oh, that's weird. But.
1: But
2: <laughs> sorry for forcing you guys to think. I like about it's weird. Concept. I like
1: this is fantastic. Yeah, I can't. That's so. That's so weird. I
0: I actually think that's a tough question. So
1: yeah. okay, then I'm gonna. If you're yeah. if you're not sure, yeah, I'm gonna I, answer it because I know I, I that I would be to... okay
0: with Doctor Who. It's actually one of the few. One of the first episodes I ever saw was Blink, which mm-hmm. is not a Doctor Who episode. It is focused on new characters, and the Doctor is like not there until like you know for like he's there for like a minute. You know right. Um, yeah, one of the best episodes yeah. of the series. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And those are characters that we never see again. They're just yeah. there for that one episode.
1: But So so that's the interesting thing, though. Is So my initial thing was to say the Doctor, and I'm like, yeah. oh, like if I said I'd be more interested to see Doctor Who mm-hmm. than Taylor Moon, that actually maybe says the Doctor's not as important. But yeah. actually, I think it's the opposite. Okay. Because the reason I thought that was like... The Doctor is so important to Doctor Who that the idea that there's going to be an episode without the Doctor, that is going to be such a different experience. Mm -hmm. Whereas if Sailor Moon wasn't on another episode, there's still like four other Sailor Scouts. Like it's still basically going to be the same show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, although the Doctor wouldn't be there and I'd be like almost slightly more excited, it's not because the Doctor is not important. It's actually because like... What a difference that would make.
0: Yeah. So I would say that's how important the doctor is to that show. That makes, I, I see. Yeah. yeah. Oh, ah, I get oh, it. No.
1: <laughs> that Yeah. I think the doctor is so getting a lot of good nuance today. This is yeah. good. We're going to have to keep these. <laughs> is, it, is it the couch? Is it the. Yeah. Store these uh, yeah, the noodles.
2: I feel like we're very comfortable. You <laughs> know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, we're usually like up at this little table. This is mm-hmm. much better. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is great. Um, that's a good question. That's but a good question. I great think the doctor question. is
0: like, because even that episode that was a one off, and the doctor's still in it, <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying, yeah, like it's still a, you he shows up and he, like gives him instructions like whatever you do, don't blink, blink, and you're dead, you know
1: <laughs> oh, yeah man. yeah it it the doctor not being there is frightening, yes, like it, those characters existing in the world of Doctor mm-hmm. Who is a terrifying thought because the world of Doctor Who is a scary place yes, it really is,
0: it like gives children nightmares. I don't want to be my face on part of some, you know, big old absorb uh, absorber love's yeah. you new know, body. You know the absorber love. Oh God. I'm the absorber love, and like be like it's like
1: I'm I'm here now, Craig. Like yeah, I'm living. You know, it's like their faces. It's sort
2: of romantic. <laughs> oh, gosh, You're stuck oh. on a body together forever.
1: <laughs> I think Sailor Moon's really important, but I don't mm. know if I would argue that Sailor Moon and i think for some people it's really important and it really hits them in a very specific spot obviously like i guess emma would definitely probably disagree with me on this but i think for the average person doctor who probably can speak to people on an emotional level mm-hmm. like with either your fears or your wants or your like needs like there's always something that they're able to like find a common ground with mm-hmm. i think sailor moon is a very specific to like a specific demographic of people
2: yeah i and- feel like both of them have like the kind of the genre, like, uh, like the wall of genre to get into. Yeah. Like where you're like, oh, is this, is this for me? Like, I think with Dr. Who before knew who made it so accessible, but like the original or the older episodes, it was like, is this, am I really? Cause it's a little cheesy sometimes. But think- and you're like, can I get into this? And then, mm. and then you do, and it's great. And, and you're right. You find these like universal things. Um,
1: isn't that part of the charm though? Like some of the old cheesy yeah. stuff. It's really cheesy to us, but the people that were kids when they were watching mm-hmm. that, they didn't have that same Yeah.
2: Right, that's true. You know. And we're not judging the franchises. No. I just I think it's interesting that these two, especially given that you guys didn't plan it this way. These aren't like two number 1 seeds coming in no. at no. the end. That they these two are up against each other cuz we have, you know, they're the- foreign based. They're huge where they're from that they still are, um, that they're these very specific genre shows, but that people get very connected to, yeah. go in deep. It just, yeah. I just, I love this, the synchronicity of that. And at the end of the
0: day, it's like a celebration of these characters, which is really cool, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, I was, <laughs> you you said like, we didn't see them this way. Some people I think think we're faking this because they <gasps> both, they were both the third episode of their division and the third yeah. character. In fact, hmm. all three of our and Ash Ketchum was also the third division, the third character, third episode. <laughs> like, we Uh-oh. don't know. It was weird. If we broke the cycle, finally, with the last one. Yeah, okay. But it was, yeah, it, it was, was really weird. It was really <laughs> weird. <is> <laughs> <eerie>. <laughs> it was <laughs> It was really weird. Especially because when we noticed it by the right. third character, I was like, Matt, if we follow the last two patterns, this will be our winner. And I pulled Ash Ketchum and then Ash one. I was like, oh, this uh. looks bad. <laughs> 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 this looks like we're making it up. <laughs> Most people aren't watching the video to see that we're actually pulling these out. <laughs>
2: oh man well and you guys didn't you're not recording us now so we could be doing all kinds yeah, of sketchy things whoa yeah. <laughs> I,
1: we need we need a decisive i factor here. have a decision yeah okay you I have feel a decision
0: very, i feel strong about my decision okay um Let's, do you guys have a decision mm-hmm.
1: i think i have a decision if if everyone feels confident already it, typically there always feels like a decisive moment but i feel like there's just been a little bit of like
0: well there's a reason that these characters are in the final episode you yeah. know what i mean like mm-hmm. they 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 fought their way here so there's a lot it's going to be hard to choose but i i honestly think that you know there's so much still that we can get and influence get influence from and just the way it had its impact on on culture and writing and and fiction i think the doctor Like the character of the doctor, doctor, yeah, is is for me. I think that's the winner. Um, You know, I think like it's just such a huge character. The character,
1: yeah, the character. The show
0: is the character
1: in many ways. Yeah, the show Mm -hmm. is the character. Yes, you know, because of what the doctor goes up against. Are you feeling the same way?
2: I am. There's there is there are very few. Characters and even i think long form television probably is like the easiest way to even tell those who are as complex as the doctor yeah and yeah. there's th- that level of complexity and ability to do different things but also like find the universal and specific and all of that like it's 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 gonna be a very like i'm i'm happy to vote for it for this round and i i think you guys have your work cut out whoever ends up against them next time would be that's that's tough we're calling it
1: yeah, we're going to we're gonna call it for Doctor Who, and I'll just say this one last thing, which is basically, because o- almost every winner, there's almost like an epiphany moment yeah. where like someone says something, and I feel like there were lots of little bits <laughs> of that, but there wasn't one big one. Yeah. And I think it's because Sailor Moon has so many of the great qualities of Doctor Who, but it's all in just a smaller scale, mm-hmm. but the word you just said, complexity, she's just not as complex. She is a very specific archetype. Mm-hmm and i think the lack of diversity in sailor moon is why she, she there's there's no way like we've really found a way to put her over mm-hmm. whereas all the other ones it's like doctor who sort of just edges out sailor yeah. moon and the rest of them
0: yeah and we were trying really hard you know we,
1: we yeah i was trying to think of something for sailor moon and i think like in a hand-to-hand combat fight like sailor moon will mop the floor with doctor who but that's not what we're here to discuss
2: <laughs> i also think she is probably a better friend I think so. I do think. So. Like, I think there are things that you know. If if yeah. we were talking about if this was casting it's probably characters, easier to
1: become friends.
2: Easier to become friends. She she's gonna be there for you. Remember the conversation hearts yeah. she's gonna send you? I think there's the there are,
1: But the doctor almost destroyed the universe to save who do you have like dinner some with? of their companions. Like <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I guess <sighs> like the doctor was almost like the universe doesn't exist if if you're not in it for me. Like, and then,
2: like that's pretty great. Like, say, like, you know, <laughs> I like,
1: can't ask for more than that.
0: <laughs> say true. you fall in love with the doctor mm-hmm. and you're like, uh-oh, I'm trapped in another universe. He's going to send another copy of himself to live that universe with you. Yeah. Uh, Rose Tyler. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah. That's kind of gross though, right?
0: It's a, I mean, you know,
1: space.
2: But imagine you're that copy. Life is complex. You know you're a copy. But do you?
1: Because it's like, which one's the copy? I mean, we know. We know. But also, like, what's actually the difference? Like, the doctor regrew their hand, but the hand regrew the rest of the body. It's still right. the same it's doctor. It's still part
2: of him, and he it's has the same tipped. memories. I think you would I think you would have – like, you'd probably have moments, if you're Rose, of just, like, disquiet. But in general, it was the kindest thing yeah. that Ten could have done for I her. I mean, it's
1: like left Twix and right Twix.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if well, right Twix went off and had revenge with other people.
1: <laughs> I really think – I think uh, – left which one which one goes with rose left twix i think I left, feel like, left twix yeah i think rose, i like left yeah. twix uh left our universe I feel, like left <laughs> twix, I feel like left twix i feel like left twix really won out in that situation
2: oh my gosh yeah left twix is living the Although, life that 10 wish she could have
1: no tardis for left twix
2: yeah once you have a tardis can you ever go back to...
1: can i just get an episode of them like that'd today be, like dude, a that'd modern be sick. episode of i mean i that'd think be sick.
2: i think it'd be easier to get it as a radio play <laughs>
0: Yeah, if yeah, we're really right. going to get this yeah. done,
2: guys, yeah. I think we could do a better job. We could get David Tennant to get in the booth. Yeah.
0: I mean, I could do David Tennant. Okay. Rose
2: Tyler.
0: That
1: was very Wait. Bad.
2: <laughs> did, did David Tennant David just Tennant. walk in? Oh, oh I hello, could do. They?
1: I could do Vegeta.
2: <laughs> Kakarot.
0: Oh, that's the mashup I want. <laughs> that's the mashup I want. Well, guys, I think we're calling it. Uh, the doctor is going on to the final. Who? Ooh. <laughs> the fi- the final episode of season one the doctor's going on sorry sailor moon uh you didn't run from this fight but it wasn't good you didn't put up a good enough fight i don't know i i I,
1: <laughs> I have to apologize to ryan for a we talk so much we a started late and b these episodes are usually about an hour for the like uh-huh. division champs and we're like at like 45 minutes are for you the, serious for the first <laughs> match but i mean it this is this is why i was like there's no way we're doing the whole yeah. thing in one there's no way yeah that's why we're saving it for the championship right after. but we still have yeah. we still have one more matchup
0: yeah, we, do. we do now the division three and division four champions we have ash ketchum the soon-to-be pokemon master versus professor x charles xavier himself the founder of the x-men
1: Let's go. Um, so just a quick bit of history for those, if you are joining us without uh, having, if you're jumping in now, or that's just a reminder who um, they have gone up against. So Ash Ketchum in his first match went up against Donatello, Captain Morgan, and Sidney Bristow. Yeah. Which that was a tough, that, that was, was tough. It's very hard for me to put Sidney Bristow aside. Yeah. That was very, I loved Sidney Bristow. Um, And then that wasn't even the Division One finals. Ash Ketchum had to go up against Thor, Nora Durst from The Leftovers, and Samus. So, so Ash has gone up against like quite a few like really tough matches.
0: Yeah, he brought the thunder that day. Thor (laughs) forgot at home, you know. (laughs) Oh man, (laughs) poor Thor.
1: Um, and then we of course have Charles Xavier, who in his preliminary match went up against uh, Beast, not from X Men, but from Beauty Beauty and the the Beast. Beast. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese and GLaDOS from Portal, which I think might be like one of the easier match, like preliminary matches. Yo, so, like,
0: Chuck E. Cheese put up a good fight. Yeah, that's really? surprising. Yeah.
1: Chuck E. Cheese is a great character. Surprising. The
0: character of Chuck E. Cheese is very surprising. I don't know. You see
2: what he does about that pizza, right?
0: Well, that's what made him lost. <laughs> okay. That's actually. Uh, cause, <laughs> that know, is why
1: he lost.
2: That's amazing.
1: Because, I mean, he, you
0: know, in a nutshell, I have to I have to just tell Ryan. No, I'll do it later. I'll tell you after. Okay. I
1: mean, Ooh. Chuck E. Cheese surprised me as much as Kool-Aid Man surprised yeah, you. Chuck E.
0: Cheese surprised me a lot. So, um, yeah.
1: And then De- and then Professor X, in their division final, beat Bugs Bunny, mm-hmm. the Kool-Aid Man, Oof. and Desmond Hume from Lost. That was a wow, tough one. Wow,
2: that is a tough lineup. That,
1: that was also very hard. Like I had to lose both Sydney Bristow and Desmond Hume. That it was. This was a hard season for me, <laughs> A very hard season for me. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, J.J. Abrams. Yeah, I love you. I'm sorry. But one of these guys. I don't
0: know.
2: I didn't love him enough. <laughs> I guess not.
0: One of these guys is gonna go on to take on the Doctor. So let's jump on in. Let's jump on this fight. Ash Ketchum, Professor X. Coming out of the gates. I just want to say, look, Ash Ketchum is. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, I love <laughs> Ash Ketchum so much. Uh he is a incredible Pokemon trainer. I don't care what you say. He is a 10 year old. Go watch Hector Navarro's uh car, you know animation, whatever on the character. Mm-hmm. He's only ten years old and he has he he's made it to the Pokemon League multiple times. Uh he became a runner up. He hasn't won the Pokemon League yet, but he okay. did win the Alolan Championship tournament over there. He won that league, which isn't the actual Did he win Pokemon the Orange league. Islands also? He did. Yeah. 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 So he is an incredible Pokemon trainer. And he, he he knows that in order to be a good Pokemon trainer, like it's not just about making them strong. It's about mm-hmm. f- strong bonds and friendship. And he knows that it, it's such a great message that if you have a friend um, and you see that they, they need to go on their own journey, he lets them go. He lets them go on their mm-hmm. journey. He supports them. Uh, he's such a great... Light-hearted character. He embodies so much good.
2: Oh, I love it.
1: He also, like, I know he's 10, which is, like, I have a couple, like, weird tropey things that I don't necessarily like. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I dislike, and I understand why they do it, and I'm glad they did it because I love Pokemon. It's possibly my favorite media altogether. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, you know, 10-year-olds doing all these things is kind of crazy. But that show's been on for 21 years. A twenty? It's basically the Simpsons of anime, yeah. like, like along with like uh, One, One Piece. Piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, although he's still technically 10, we don't know how many days it takes for this planet to go around the sun.
2: Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> we, we don't
1: know that. We don't okay. know that fact. Sure. And the reason I bring it up is at no point do they pretend, like whenever he goes to a new area, uh-huh. although like he says goodbye to his old friends, mm-hmm. they've never pretended like those things didn't happen. So all that time has passed. He just has not had a birthday. So, like, it would be impossible to argue that a year in the world of Pokemon is much longer than a year in our world.
2: What would you like a year? Like, what what maturity would you like him to be in this? Like, how how do you read him? Because he seems to have, like, that kind of youthful energy. Yeah. But he does have some, like, kid wisdom.
1: Yeah, he's Mm -hmm. just a little too... And I just... I think, I think like when people make cartoons and they always like, they always have kids as like 10 or 11. Right. Uh, I think people just forget how little a 10 mm-hmm. year old really is. And it's like, I actually have the same problem with Avatar and I love Avatar so yeah. much, but you know, they're talking about doing a live action avatar and the idea of them casting someone that actually would be 10 years old yeah. is such an absurd. And it's even like it happened in game of Thrones. George mm-hmm. R. R. Martin said like once they were on TV, he was like, I actually wish I'd made a lot of these characters older. Yeah. He's like, because now that they've aged in real life mm-hmm. and like in the show, they've decided just say time took longer. Right. Like it just makes more sense. It's really one of my only complaints with the character is that he doesn't age because he has grown. Like mm-hmm. he has grown as a character but they don't allow him to grow up. Yeah. And it's, it's like my biggest gripe with the character. So I do want to put that out there at the beginning. But I, it also doesn't take away from the fact that he's grown. And I think...
0: Maybe it's a curse. He deals with gods, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe, Maybe that's cursed. the wish
1: he made off of Celebi. Yeah.
2: I don't want to
0: grow up. I want to stay 10 years old and be the best 10-year-old okay. Pokemon
2: trainer ever. And he... It's been 21 years. And he has still not reached master status. Is that a knock against him?
1: Well, see, what's interesting about that is he's never... He, he doesn't stay in the same league, though. Mm-hmm. Like, he leaves and he goes to another one, and then he right. starts over. Like, the only Pokemon he sticks with is Pikachu, and every mm-hmm. now and then when he gets to the league battles, he might bring some old Pokemon back. Yeah, But that's, like, basically it. Like, he's like, okay, cool. Like, I'm going to took my lessons that I learned, and I'm going to start from scratch again and see. And I think part of the reason he does that is because... If he it's actually almost like smart, if you think about it, if he showed up to that next league and just went gym to gym with the Pokemon he had. Yeah. What is he going to learn? But maybe that world can teach him a lot more if he says, like, I'm going to start at the bottom with everyone else and see what this new land can teach me. And I'm going to see what I can learn there.
0: Pretty sweet, right? Yeah. (laughs) Ryan.
1: No, I'm pretty cool. I mean, it's (laughs) limiting for his personal success. But right, not but for he, his growth.
2: Right, but he's growing. I mean, that's huge. That's like, um, that's what we should all aspire to be, right? Is to be constantly growing.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Well, on the other hand, we have Professor X, who started the X Pen, who's an activist who was kind of like a way to teach, you know, white men about racism when they didn't know or are oblivious to
1: it. Yeah, you know, this is the thing, and I both have an issue with it, but it's also true. We're. Go on, but go on.
2: I mean, Professor X, the character, isn't there to teach anyone about racism. Professor X, the character, is a victim of racism.
1: Right. Right. Yes. So you can't
2: blame the character...
1: He's meant to be like an activist. He's, like, yeah, that's he what, is. yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: that's... he's Martin Luther King. X Men. Yeah, meant exactly. to
1: Teach people about racism. X-Men, he's meant to yes. be an activist.
2: X Men. Yeah, So you can you can lay. I misworded
1: that. No, all right, no, no, what well, no, say? Go, that's,
2: I, that's why I said okay, because like I, it's not Matt, fair. This is to the pro-
1: finals. We're not here for mistakes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I, I just don't saying,
1: make mistakes. Okay,
0: because we <laughs> now we're on a great talking
1: point. I'm glad you caught that. Yeah,
2: it's the difference between the franchise maybe and the the reality of the franchise and like the character because it's not his fault. No, you could say the way he deals with race sorry i should well, i should well, have I was, jumped on you
0: oh don't no, please jump uh but like yeah i mean he created the x-men yeah he mm-hmm. he gave him a place to be and what i was trying to say was um uh, at the time when there was a lot of racism in the world when the x-men were created uh when there was a lot still segregation and stuff mm-hmm. like that uh charles xavier was a victim of that and he created he was an activist and mm-hmm. he, and like for readers um, it was kind. Of, I think it was like a way to get readers to like realize, "Oh my God, you know, mm-hmm. like this, there's so much wrong," kind of a thing. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of where I was going. Okay, with I
2: that. hear you, and you're yeah. so right. I'm I'm sorry for jumping on you. There's, no, you're but... good.
1: There's a a thing that I've always felt because of the whole Martin Luther King mm-hmm. thing. I'm like, maybe he shouldn't be a white guy. Yes. Yeah. And last episode, I suggested. They get um they reboot it. Huh? Yeah, well they're gonna reboot it, but Marvel, mm-hmm. so I was suggesting they cast Lance Reddick.
2: Mm-hmm. Lance uh, Reddick would be great.
1: Yeah. So I tweeted that. He liked it. So oh. he's on board. We okay, gotta cool. make this happen, listeners. Go retweet that. Whatever you gotta do. We gotta make this happen. Marvel yeah. has to know. He likes the idea. He's on board. Yeah.
2: I would love diverse casting with also a person who maybe um is in a wheelchair in real life. Oh too. I think could be an yeah. interesting um
0: uh, we, are, are there are there do we know any actors who are uh, handicapped like i because I I, I I don't know i don't personally cool
1: know that. any characters that like any actors that have um disabilities that are paralyzed I don't
2: know if he still acts and this is just because I know this is a weird fact yeah um and i'm gonna forget I might need to look up his name uh but the guy who played I don't know why i wanna name his I'll look up his exact name. Uh, but he played the teacher on 10 Things I Hate About You. Mm. Does that mean mm. anything to either of you? It's okay if it doesn't. Um, oh, I wonder
1: sorry. if they would do that only because they always end up doing the whole, like, oh, he's not in a wheelchair anymore storyline for a yes, while, too. That's, tr- that's true. Because he, he's not someone that always had a disability. Right. He, like it's a part of his story that he becomes disabled and then he loses it again and then it's like it's like a weird part of his powers that it's like a choice like he could kind of suppress his powers and
0: but here's the thing about that you know he is someone who is disabled and regardless if we don't mm-hmm. have an actual actor right. portraying yes. that the character is still the leader of the X-Men he is an incredibly powerful and yes. knowledgeable person and is kind of like a character for people who might be disabled, uh, mm-hmm. you know, who are disabled, um, which I don't, I can't think of another one on the top of my head that is that,
1: you know?
2: Certainly at that level of power.
1: Yeah, he's an
0: yeah. Omega level threat,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know? Now, here's the thing about Professor X, because he's supposed to represent Martin Luther King. Now, a lot of people like to think of Martin Luther King Jr. as a totally peaceful activist, mm-hmm. which, like, he was a nonviolent activist, like, especially compared to maybe, say, like, what Malcolm X was preaching. Um, You know, it depends also on who you're reading, who's telling that story. Because Martin Luther King also, like, was actually, like, down to clown, like, if Mm -hmm. he needed to, which Professor X isn't a perfect dialogue with. Like, he's sending his – he's got his little army he sends out, like, left and right.
2: Yeah, I mean, he – That's true. I think that in older times, in more, uh, like, origin X-Men kind of stories – it was it felt like like a last resort for these students to being militarized yeah but like by the night by the time i was reading these in the 90s i mean they are they're a oh, they're, yeah. they're, they're militarized they're they're out there to enforce the peace with lasers Ooh, we, and things we, you know that's something that <laughs> we did talk
0: about last time christian and we always, we talked about the like the, what he always stood for and what he like what the start of it was mm-hmm. but you're right he is uh, the professor grandstander <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah he, they are militarizing these children uh into weapons yeah you know.
1: Not which is not a bad thing because yeah, also yeah. we don't want to be the podcast that like anytime someone does anything morally questionable like we're gonna poo-poo it because again we've brought this up it we just haven't had any of the great villains come up yet mm-hmm. on our show but like if Magneto or Darth Vader show up, I'm not going to knock Darth Vader even though he slaughtered dozens of children. Yeah. I am not going to knock that. I will say it was a bad thing, but it was pretty crazy. It
2: was I remember seeing it and I remember being so thrown. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was sad. Maybe wasn't earned, but it was still real dark. It was
2: very dark. <laughs> it was real
1: dark. But
0: but at the same time, do you think that this is like the the at this point the seeing like them kind of sending these you know, the X-Men out on Mm -hmm. these like missions and stuff. It's, it's almost like at one, what point do you, when you're not seeing results and you're not seeing, you know, um, people saying things your way or like, or like when you're being so harassed and so, you know, ashamed for who you are, like, like, that's like a breaking point. Like where, Mm -hmm. when do you switch from, To try different, you know, tactics, right? Like, I
1: don't know. I mean, he has a lot of similarities to Ash, actually, in a number of ways. Because Mm -hmm. he he rarely, like, in, in ways that you can say, like, Ash doesn't move the needle. Like, he hasn't, like, become a Pokemon master. So, he's always sort of at this, like, stage where he's just always learning and growing. It's like, Professor X is... He's ne- it's, a, it's like a never-ending fight. Like, he's never going to win this. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always yes. going to be someone to fight for. Yeah. And yeah. Ash is always going to have something to learn. And that's something that's important about their characters, though. Mm-hmm. That's, like, what their characters represent. So, like, it's almost a wash, like, to go further down that part of the conversation mm-hmm. with them. Because I don't know if you could actually say either one has advanced that idea. Like, they both do a great job of showing, like, determination and consistency and it's like continuing to fight for something that may be futile for you. Maybe you won't ever win. Ash might never win, but he's not going to stop. And the same thing can be said for for, for Professor X.
2: Okay. Well then what if we looked at their teaching styles? Because I would say that my understanding of Ash is definitely a more, in the way you described him, a kinder, more empathetic style of mentorship whereas the mentorship that professor x shows can be at times encouraging and he is like you know you you want his they want his approval but he's not necessarily nurturing them to to find their bliss
1: oh interesting cuz i thought you were going to go a different way i thought you were going to bring up the fact that ash can be kind of hard-headed and he will push his pokemon and sometimes he has to learn like the the lesson of like yeah. like uh, connecting with them because like sometimes like like he's really pushing his Pokemon. He's like putting them up against things that maybe they're not ready for.
2: Wait, are they t- are these two characters just the same they're, like, character? They're
1: similar. Oh, my God. So, OK, so I was thinking about this earlier in the day and I try not to think about it, but they're really similar because Ash Ketchum basically has his own X-Men like his Pokemon are mm-hmm. basically his X-Men. Yeah, they're animal X-Men. Mm -hmm. they're they're leaders they have their own team that like and like ash has like his charizard which like is from like the he's like his wolverine you know he shows up when he needs him but like he's not always there and Mm -hmm. like but when ash needs that powerhouse he knows he can call on him and like he's always culturing a new team same way like professor x is like and professor x like sometimes people leave and he's like you have other places to be it's like ash is like butterfree go yeah go butterfree like they they they're very similar in that way. Dang.
0: Well, you know, but where more they're different is Professor X dies on, like, the norm, so... Oh, Ash I'm has kidding. died <laughs>
1: quite a few times. <laughs> oh, died. no! They both have died! Oh, no! Oh,
0: no! <laughs> oh, no. They're brought back to life!
1: <laughs> Ash has died quite a few times uh, and been Dang. brought back to life. That's uh, a... <laughs> he has given his life to save his Pokemon numerous times.
2: Well, but, like, Professor X is kind of a loner.
1: Hmm.
2: Right, I mean, and he's, Ash always he's says the leader of the X Men. Yeah, he's the leader. He's yeah, alone. but like he always has his X Men. No peers.
1: Well, yeah, that's,
2: like I think that's like like you wouldn't say Dumbledore is not alone.
1: It's interesting though because Ash won't settle down because he has his journey to go on, and right. he'll have his friends. He'll make friends along the way, but he's not going to settle anywhere. Like like yeah. in the same way that like Professor X is like, well, I have. I have my goal that right. I need to achieve. I would still say like you could almost say the same thing about both. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I think that Professor X has, because cho- I think the big difference is one is a child and one is an adult. In that, So like Professor X has really chosen um, th- this lifestyle and has built this lifestyle in which he is, he is the teacher and he has like a distance from the people around him. Because there's nobody. I mean, he trusts people at different levels, but he doesn't connect with them, right? Like, I think the people that are he, I
0: would say, at, at his level, challenge him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, Magneto is his equal, and that was his partner, and like, you know, but they like, they both have different methods. Or was a point where that both of them ha- like see like differently how to get people to, you know, accept mutants
1: and stuff like that. All right, I mean, he's a little emotionally stunted. Yeah, in so, a way that Ash isn't.
2: Okay. That, which is sad because again one is ten. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> but like,
1: who who knows how long who ten know? years yeah, is? Yeah, you're right, you're
2: right. <laughs> he could be three hundred. Okay, is there an analog? And I'm sorry that I'm not more familiar. Is there an analog to because I would say the Professor X Magneto I mean that's pretty much the whole Fox series of movies mm-hmm. the more first the first class series mm-hmm. has really been about that relationship I mean that's, it's
1: because the only people they can cast correctly yeah they did yeah, great that's
2: so true. honestly yeah. it was very good it's the only casting
1: um, they've gotten right uh,
2: but it's like it those are the anchors of those stories and I think a lot of great X Men stories that's the anchor that's the center that central relationship is really key is there a relationship like that for ash does he have a counterpart that's as compelling to watch the two of them
1: uh per journey okay so every time he goes on a new journey there's always new rivals and they're always different too sometimes they're like like really like intense rivalries Mm -hmm. and others they are more friendly okay uh so which is interesting because it shows like a lot of different kind of relationships you can have and the different ways that um people can help push each other forward and sometimes mm-hmm. it can be in a friendly matter and other times it can be like adversarial. Okay. Uh, and of course he has team rocket who, although they're bumbling idiots, he has to deal with still on a daily, daily basis. basis. A, yeah. A daily basis. Okay. Um, so there, there's a bit of that. It's maybe not as intense as a Magneto character for Ash. Okay. Um, but I wonder if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like I wonder who, who that says more about, right? Because, It's like for Professor X, it almost feels like he has such a very specific thing that it's so easy to write uh, an adversary counterpart for him that, like, perfectly matches him Mm -hmm. and just, like, will never-endingly, like, go against him. But for Ash, that's kind of hard to do because it's sort of, like, what he's doing is always kind of changing. Mm -hmm. It's like his goals are very different. So I think, like, he's almost, like, he's, like, weirdly maybe more complicated than Professor X. Like, I, in what he does on a daily basis.
0: I feel that way, too.
1: You know, uh, you wouldn't uh, think that at the surface. Yeah. I didn't think that starting this conversation. <laughs> yeah. um, And,
0: you know, both of them are there's a lot of history with these characters. But like, you know, Ash ha- has a lot going on for him in just the short what 20 years he's been around. Um, I'm curious and he's still going he's still yeah. a like you know growing and aging his relationship with like his Pikachu shows their their growth you know and um, Professor X to me like I don't know he's, a, he's always Professor X he's I mean unless
2: yeah sometimes he's like secretly doing evil things or yeah, or things that yeah. like look like evil to me yeah. you know I feel like I can picture that panel of like the last page of a comic and it's like, oh, but then it turns out the bad guy's talking to Professor X. I feel like I've seen that uh, like a thousand times, maybe three, but enough.
1: I'll say one thing in Professor X's favor. Yeah. So they both, both Ash and Professor X deal with like world ending situations, Mm -hmm. this and the other, that are complicated. Ash doesn't have to deal necessarily with like mature adult relationships Mm -hmm. in the way that Professor X does. You know, he deals with, like, love and loss and children. Right. Ash doesn't necessarily deal with those. So although I think Ash might have a more complex journey on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. and he's a little bit harder to just foil in the way Professor Mm -hmm. X might be, um, he is, although I think he has more emotional range. Sure. Slightly limited just because of his youth. And that's, Mm -hmm. again, one of the reasons why, like, it's like the biggest knock against him is his age. Right. Is that he's 10, you know? Yeah. It's almost actually like a weird doctor who thing where like sometimes doctor who being like forever old, it's like sort of weird. Yeah. Like, it's like you there's forget the power dynamic of being so smart that doctor who has, it's like just your age. It's like, you're always on a different threshold than everyone else. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's hard for Ash to be on the same threshold as adults. But I think because the world of Pokemon, like because his battling skills and his, his, like, wit uh, and his drive, like, he's always able to, like, rise to that challenge, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have the same relationships that I, Professor X will. Yeah. So, that's, no, that's, that's like, yeah. a point for him, I would say. Yeah. All um, right.
2: Who wears the cooler clothes?
0: Oh, oh, Ash. Ash is so cool. I still want to dress like Ash
1: Ketchum. I
0: think he's, like, looks with his hat and his little vest and he keeps his badges inside his vest, a little jacket. <laughs> oh, man. I'll <laughs> oh, tell man. you what.
1: Ash... It's very. He is. He has a more iconic look. Mm-hmm. Like he definitely has a more iconic look. He's more fun to cosplay as. than yeah. Professor Rex would be also cause, like cosplaying as Professor Rex is probably put like, on a, little, a suit, a little weird to do. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, yeah. You know.
1: Well, yeah, but like.
0: Oh yeah.
2: I think yeah. unless you're. Yeah.
1: I mean, if you know, if
0: you're a handicap person, like
2: yeah, yeah I if, think if, if you're a, disabled. Yeah, I think yeah. If, I think it's probably really fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I think. But a disabled person could also dress up as Ash Ketchum. Uh, I dressed up as Ash Ketchum once. I would want to give a
2: high five to anyone I saw in Ash Ketchum. Yeah. Costume more than a Professor X. Me too. Not like I would just be excited. I'd be like, yeah, you look like you're ready to have fun. Because
0: anyone can be Ash Ketchum.
1: Yeah. There's one weird thing about his outfit that you don't notice, like when you look at it at first. Yeah. Which is he doesn't actually. So he has like the white sleeves, but he has the black t shirt. Like it kind of looks like he has like a blue vest on around everything. Yeah. But it's actually not. Because the, the it's actually one, like, button-down shirt. Okay. So, the black T-shirt's there. But then he has a button-down shirt that's blue where, like, a vest would be. But
2: mm-hmm. then the
1: sleeves and the collar are white. And you know this because when he opens the shirt, it's yeah. still blue where, like, when he shows the badges off. So, it's, like, a weird... It's like it's a weird shirt. And I, I cosplayed as him in, like... To, yeah. I mean, I dressed up as him for Halloween. Like, Ooh, I was you we
0: were cosplaying.
1: Um... It was so much fun. I loved, I was also really drunk and like I saw, I had like little Pokeball and I saw a Pikachu in the street like and I threw the Pokeball at this pork. That's
2: amazing. <laughs> okay, but th- she knew what she was getting into. Oh yeah.
1: I mean everyone loved it because I was like, I choose you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the whole street on Halloween was
2: like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing you could do as Professor X that would get that reaction.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. you couldn't. And like, I mean, what's the most iconic thing for him other than the wheelchairs? cerebro? Yeah. Yeah. It's like just looks like yeah, a weird Fingers helmet ahead. on head. Yeah. Gene. Yeah, I you mean know? it's like it's it's I, shaving your head.
2: Yeah, it's shaving your head and I think hanging out with other X-Men. I think you'd have to get a Gene and a Yeah. C- Cyclops. Like you just have to do get everybody. Get a Wolvie.
1: So here's a fun one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Who do you think would win in a fight?
2: I think Professor X would win in a fight. Because I think he would surprise Ash. Because <sighs> he doesn't seem like he's about to crush your brain with his brain. Ash Ash
0: is a superhuman, though.
1: He's super... There's So there's the thing okay. people realize. He's got superhuman strength because all the time he's picking up his Pokemon. Yeah. And then if you look in the Pokedex, like, this Pokemon's 150 pounds, and Ash has got, like, one hand on him. Mm. <laughs> but that's not even the thing I'm thinking about. You know what I realized when I was thinking about them earlier today? <laughs> Ash beat Mewtwo. And Mewtwo is it's basically the- Phoenix. And Phoenix dusted Professor X. So, so by the transitive property Ash beats Professor X.
2: Oh
0: Whoa. dude. I
1: didn't even think of that. I did I it was like I was just thinking about the character earlier in the day and I was just like I was like, is there like a good analogy for these two characters? And I realized it was like, well, there's no stronger psychic Pokemon really than Mewtwo. That's a good point. Uh
0: and look, look. Ash Ketchum is pure light. He, he's a he golden boy. He's a golden boy. He wields the Ho-Oh feather because he's so pure. He is, you know, he is chosen by the Ho-Oh feather. He's the
1: rainbow hero. He is the rainbow hero. He is so pure. He is everything I want to be. And look, Professor X, like the X-Men get into like a crazy cosmic level and there's yeah. space and aliens and stuff. But also, Ash has done that. In fact, he's also traveled through time. He's traveled to other dimensions. He's fought legendary Pokemon. That arc literally gods in control of time and space like it's crazy to say this but i think ash is in many ways a more powerful and experienced character than professor x wow. and he's only 10
0: i'm with you actually i'm feeling that how are you feeling ryan
2: i i feel like i'm with the crowd i think i think professor x has some limitations yeah um, that I hadn't really thought, because like he's beloved to me. Mm-hmm. But now that we're really breaking it down, yeah, I mean, he doesn't have the depth of character that, that other characters that we've talked about tonight have. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm going to offend some X. I I mean, look, it's crazy. No, no, no I, this is
0: definitive, so you can't offend. Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it's like, you. Profe- we're not saying Professor X is bad in any way. I mean, like, he got this far. He like, did. He is <laughs> No, yeah, none of this is like you know, these are all great characters. Yeah. I think everyone just looks at Ash and you, there's this surface level like, oh well, he's just this kid that never wins the Pokemon League. Right. It's like, yeah, but look at everything he's done along the way. Mm-hmm. It's like we haven't even touched like the movies. Like mm-hmm. the movies are insane what he goes up against. It's like. Professor X is a really cool character, but his drive is very singular, and Ash's drive on the surface and everything about him on the surface seems that way. Mm-hmm. But he's actually underneath there, so complex. And if we're gonna put anyone up against Doctor Who, it needs to be someone that complex and diverse.
0: I think so too. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. I'm calling it. I, I'm, I'm ready to I call have it. a decision. Yeah,
1: I'm, yeah. I'm
2: there. I'm with you.
0: We have a decision. Yeah. Well. He's just moved up. He's going to the Pokemon League. Ash Ketchum is going to the final, the championship. Sorry, Professor X. Na-na. No. I'm sorry. Dang. Okay. This was really hard.
1: And this was a really long episode. <laughs> Matt, I just want to say, first of all, Ryan, thank you for joining us. Of course. This thank is you. such a big event for us. And... For our first season to come down to Dr. Who and Ash Ketchum. I couldn't be happier.
2: <laughs> I'm so glad.
0: <laughs> I told, dude, I couldn't be happier either. What a what a weird show we got.
1: I love it. It's so awesome. I freaking love it. We're doing we're doing some important work.
0: Guys, who's going to take the championship? You're going to have to tune in next week.
1: Oh, that's going to break my heart. We have to make this is a gonna tough be choice. the hardest thing. Yeah. This is gonna be the hardest like, thing in the, season the world. Season
0: one championship. You're
2: gonna, gonna have to turn week. your back on someone really special. Yeah, I know. I know. I,
1: I don't know. That's that is the first episode. I'm really not looking forward. to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But guys,
0: thank you so much. For coming on this journey with us. We couldn't do it without you. If you like what you hear, if you think we got it wrong, um, too bad. I'm just kidding. Uh, let <laughs> us know your thoughts. You can tweet at us, at UFC Pod on Twitter. And uh, we would love if you could leave us a review on iTunes. Let us yes. know your thoughts. Let us know ways we can improve the show for next season. Uh, yeah. Because there might be some changes next season. Yeah, uh, some small we, ones. Some small ones. Yeah, some small ones. But we'd like to hear your feedback. So, uh, And it helps us with our discoverability. So we really, really appreciate that. Ryan... Where can everyone find you?
2: Oh, um, on the internet, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at rmogey. And then I also, um, I do a podcast where I talk about original Roswell from the WB back in the late 90s, and the new show, Roswell, New Mexico. It's called Welcome Back to Roswell, and you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: And Same Day Shipping. Oh, and
2: Same Day Shipping. Oh, my gosh.
1: Like, if you're listening, if you like this show, you will like Same Day Shipping because... I mean, first of all, we had Kelly on the show. Yes. And we've had Patrick on the yep. show. Yep. And it's very much cross-genre, all these 100% different pictures characters. Sorry,
2: I can't believe... Why did I... Yeah. I think it's because I, I really no, love you got to plug that aliens. new jam, I guess. Yeah, but no. Same Day Shipping, it's a show uh, where, like you like just said... Uh, it's me and Kelly Nugent and Patrick Ellers and Colin J. Morris, and we get together and discuss fictional relationships and we take that very seriously. And then we kind of veer a little bit into real relationships and we get very silly about mm-hmm. that. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it's so awesome. Fun. It's really fun. Um, yeah,
1: it's the perfect sister show to this. Like we're Absolutely. We're like you couldn't like this and not like that.
2: Yeah. If we were a Venn diagram, it would just be a circle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like you guys talk about who should get together and we talk about which one of them is slightly better. Like, Yeah. Like which, which one of them shouldn't date. It's like, well, this one's like maybe a little too good for that one. <laughs> Dang. All right. So before you go, okay. you get to add one character. Now, they won't go till next season, but you get to add a character who's going to be in our season two roster.
2: All right. Well, I wanted you guys to know I take this very seriously. Mm. I really have labored over this choice. And... I was getting down to a shortlist and my shortlist were all sleuths because I'm a big fan of mysteries. Mm. So I was like, Jessica Fletcher, Magnum, who is it? Is uh, it going to be Gadget. Inspector Gadget, Veronica Mars, Nancy Drew? And then I said, you know what? I have to go to the source and I would like to add Sherlock Holmes yes. into the mix
0: for you guys. Yes, that's a huge character. That is,
1: it's and similar to like Doctor Who and James Bond, it's interesting because it's like you have the books and you have the TV show and you have the movies, but it's all Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's gonna be but, huge. Yeah. I don't know how we missed that one. I don't know either. We have like two hundred people on this list and yet there's yeah. still so many huge like, you know. Yeah, exactly. So awesome. Well, um yeah, like we've got one more episode and then we're gonna do we're gonna do a couple like special episodes in between seasons we're not gonna actually have a break like there will still be episodes every week um for those listening but we're gonna do the division three and four losers bracket we're gonna do a couple special episodes that way we can pre-record a little bit because we want to try and get more guests which always uh it's just a little bit harder on the schedule so there'll be a small break and then we'll be back for the actual season two probably start by like the second week of april or so yeah or third week but
0: until then guys make sure to come back next week for the season one finale of the ultimate fictional character podcast we'll see you next time hunters
1: I'm the hunt